Hey, ladies. Hello. Hi. Welcome, everybody, back to the Garden State Mamas podcast. We're glad that you joined us, and uh, we hope that your weeks are going well. We've got a special guest on the show today. We're having some family time. It's summertime around here, so it's lots of vacation. I have traveled down uh, from the Great Garden State to North Carolina to hang out with my cousin, Nikki. So, Nikki, say hi to everybody. Hi. Uh, <laughs> I'm Nikki. Hi, Nikki. I guess now North Carolina cousin, no longer the Virginia cousin. That's right. Um, and so I am spending 10 days down here, brought uh, Danny down so he can have some country living and help with the garden, which and we'll talk a little bit about the garden and all that kind of stuff. But before we get into that, uh, Val, how you doing? What's going on? Um, Not too much. I am... I caught up with Dead City. Oh, okay. Nice. Not too pleased. Not too pleased. I'm not going to say too much on there, no, though. Don't. Did okay. you see it, Nick? No, not Did yet. You see it? No? no, I haven't. Okay. I feel like it's like a filler. It's like a, it's, it's a, you need to know these things, blah, blah, blah. Move on to the next episode. Okay. Um, that's what I've been doing. I started Black Mirror. If you guys have seen that, we did really watch trippy. an episode of that last night, night before, something like that. But we did watch an episode. Yeah, of it was so good. Yeah, so good. I love Black Mirror. I just love that every episode is a different whole thing, and like you're in a yeah. totally different crazy circumstance. And they have like crazy underlying meanings to mm-hmm. the stuff going on. It's like, like I'm trying to go to sleep last night and it was in the background and I'm like listening to the storyline and I'm mm-hmm. supposed to be asleep, but it was intriguing. But yeah, that's all. What are you, what are you up to? Um, well, the kids are in summer camp. This is, this was their first official week. Um, and oh my gosh. And poor Val and Lisa got blown up today because I was like at the gym and after four days of these kids going, I had four hours a day and now I feel like, oh my God, I can like think clearly and I'm like processing all, like my brain is starting to like process. Um, And then I feel like as soon as I pick them up, it just shuts down again. (laughs) It's just like, ah, it's just like multitasking is so hard with them. But um, I built some shelves today, which I'm like super proud of, but um, nothing. I'm just feeling like I'm going to start checking things off my list and getting my house organized while they're at camp. Um, the big thing next week is tackling the basement so that we can start like drywalling and everything down there. Um, we can move Chris's office down there eventually. It's so nice and cool right now. I wish we could like do it before the end of the summer, but I know that's probably not going to happen. So it's are you one, one thing at a time. Did you get your AC fixed? Are you back to having? <gasps> yes. Oh yeah. So that I was going to say, when was that? It wasn't until Tuesday. I think Tuesday we finally got it fixed and like we're living through the swampiness <laughs> of the earlier in the week, but we made it through and it was fine and uh, sleeping so much better sleeping without air. And like we had, you know, the window unit on in the kids room. So they were nice and cool, but then we had like the fans going and, Oh, this is horrible. It was, it was not good. So I also feel like I'm like still catching up on sleep. 
So I'm like, I lost like two days in a row with sleep. So mm. I'm like, per- I'm well, I'm perpetually tired anyway. I'm like, it doesn't even matter if I sleep anymore because I'm just, I'm like years behind. Yeah. <laughs> I think we all feel that way, but yeah, I feel you. Yeah. Oh, especially I was gonna say, especially newborn mom. I cannot even. That's not even a. Can't throw a stick at it. That's a whole other beast. And then Nikki, are you watching anything, reading anything? Uh, well, I was reading a chicken book about, I have eight chickens and one just laid her first egg. Yay! So I'm super proud about it. Yay! Oh, oh my gosh. Every day running over and trying to like look. So um, I've been reading a book on chickens and then uh, my husband and I are watching the show From. I don't know if you guys have seen it. It is trippy, oh, very no. trippy. I, I, I still don't understand what's going on. It's going into season two. Like you don't know if the people are in purgatory <laughs> or oh why God. they're here. Oh, but they're okay. like in this area and it's like random strangers that end up in this area and they can't get out, but they're hunted at night. But there's like weird, like things that they have to do to protect themselves. So we don't know what they are or why they're there. And we're in season two. So where is that? It's at? What's on. It on? Oh, is it prime? Hulu? <laughs> I don't know. Amazon prime. Hulu. I feel like you would like it. Time, I, I think you, if you like on... Black Mirror, because we went literally from that to Black Mirror, like, um, okay. and the reason we started it, it's horror, horror, which we like, and it's um, a high rating on Rotten Tomatoes, so it's got my vote. Yeah. So okay. we're doing that. Um, and then Lisa and I watched two documentaries yesterday, and that kind of inspired me to buy another book. Ooh. So I got a regenerative farming book and a book about soil so we watched yeah which which one did you watch Kiss the ground kiss the ground and we also watched oh my god conspiracy which we're never eating another thing of tuna ever again i was like i went to bed and i was like yeah good luck sleeping (laughs) you'll cry yourself yeah terrible um well that's on my list of like documentaries but like i feel like we have to be in like a very specific mood Mm mm-hmm to watch mm-hmm. that but kiss the ground is so good yeah kiss the we we and kiss for, the ground was great you know that's the second time i've seen it so you know it, i i really like that documentary anyway. so good. and then it gave us suggestions and that's how we ended up on sea spiracy sea spiracy yeah we didn't even finish it uh, now I, now i'm really gonna want to watch it yeah. now yeah, so um it was a kind of what i'm watching i started watching star trek again which was nice, you know, oldie but goodie. My family's big Star Trek. They, huge Star Trek. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. You, I am. I mean, by definition, I am a huge nerd. So that's no, okay. I think I love it. That is huge. I feel left out because I never watched it. I feel like I would like it maybe more now because now I'm getting into like, no, it's I'm not. Cheesy. It's cheesy. It's feel good cheesy. Is it like cozy yeah. to you though? Oh yeah, like some cheesy stuff. It's yeah. like so just comforting. imagine like, I like watch this ridiculous Full House vibes, but with a lot of nerdy lingo in a nerdy setting. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of feel good. Everyone's happy at the end, <laughs> like they high five or hug. <laughs> like everyone is is great for the most part. So um, yeah, 
Like sci-fi full house. Kind of, yeah. It's like the feel good. You walk away and you're like, man, they really did it. Now, I mean, some of it like gets a little crazy, but the the series I'm watching is not not like that. Okay. Yeah. But that was always like we were cool. young. It was like their whole family was way into Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Well, it wasn't yes. Gigi. She would record it. So when we yeah. lived in Iceland, we had like UK cable. And it was bizarre. So she would record it on VHS t- tapes and like mail it to us. So wow. yeah, we would watch it Aww. and it was six, it was like six months behind, you know, cause you can put, I don't know how many hours you can put on a VHS, but like, that's, that's how it was. So when we right. were nice and we'd pop it in, we'd watch it. So when we came back, it was like, you know, don't tell us what's going on. Cause we're six months behind. But Greg's a huge, tre- <laughs> uncle Greg was a huge Trekkie too. So when did you live in, well, so when did you live in Iceland and for how long? Uh, so dad's military. Um, okay. So my dad's military and we moved around a lot. So Iceland would have been first grade through third grade. Oh my and, gosh. That's so yeah, awesome. So the trip this year is inspired by, by my experience there. We're going to Iceland at the end of July and we're going to try to go back Ooh. to different places that, I visited, like me and my brother visited, and we're going to kind of try to relive the relive that with our kids. So, oh my gosh, that's so cool! What's the weather there now? In like in July, um, like forties, mm, fifties, so forties, fifties, sixties, maybe. It might be like a nice relief though after leaving North Carolina. Cause I know, I know oh, it's yeah. hot down there. Yeah, you know, go get some air. A little chilly, but air. yeah. I mean, we'll see. We're gonna see snow for sure. We're like, we're going to the glacier. Yeah. We'll see really? snow. That's cool. That is so yeah. cool. So my brother, we invited my that whole side of the family, but my brother and I's family are the the two that can go and can commit and all that stuff. So we booked mostly everything. We just got to do the excursions, but yeah, we take off in in July, and we're really excited to kind of relive some of that. That's yeah. exciting. That's awesome. That's cool to get to do with your kids. Yeah. Um, So, oh my gosh. Well, now, like, let's dig in on your your 10 acres. I'm so excited to hear, like, all about it. You are living Casey's dream right now. Oh. Oh. You are living my dream for sure. Well, I'll answer. I don't think I could handle it. So, I'm, like, curious to hear, like, what's going on and how long have you been there and... Um, all right. So a little backstory. Uh, we tried like the neighborhood setting where we lived in, you know, like the, the cute neighborhood and a cul-de-sac and all that stuff. Um, but we really didn't, I mean, we really didn't like it. We really wanted some privacy and then we got into gardening there. Um, but of course, like the yard, we out, we outgrew the yard, outgrew the house. So we were looking at land close to that area but um i know val probably knows that area is super congested and super expensive now so just to find land there three acres undeveloped would have been half the cost of this whole thing like it just didn't make sense so we expanded our search and moyak is kind of kind of like the new chesapeake great bridge quote unquote so a lot of people i went to like school with kind of started to migrate down here. Um, 
So we kind of fell onto this 10 acre lot and it was more than I think we had our heart set on what we thought we could get with what we, our budget was. So we found the 10 acre lot. Um, and then at that point, my husband's dad is by himself. We asked him if he wanted to move in with us. So we have like a multi-gen house. So he has his own little part section of the house. Um, Cool. Thankfully, like I knew he had some farming up, like farm homestead type in his background, his upbringing, but he knows a lot. So he's actually um, teaching me a significant amount of information. So it's kind of like, what are are you working on today? What do you need me to work on? This is what I want accomplished. This is what he wants to accomplish. And we kind of, kind of work from there. So He's really like the builder and then I'll do a lot of like the, the labor type part. So, um, it works out great in that regards. Um, so moving here, that's great. Yeah. Um, so moving here, we didn't know what we wanted it to be. Um, I didn't take a teaching job when we moved because the, the move was a little awkward. I would have had to drive my kids here morning and then pick them up and okay. all that stuff. So anyways, Fast forward, um, we're kind of just taking it project by project and seeing where it evolves from there. Uh, We started with the chickens, and while we were doing the chickens, I was learning about bees, so we got our bees, and then we knew we wanted to do a a garden. So um, we set up kind of a, I think it's a pretty big plot Mm -hmm. of garden, Um, and then The next year, I think we're going to go into more of like the farm animals, like livestock, while maintaining probably around the same size garden. Um, But it's really, I don't want to make it into work at all. I want to be able to enjoy it. Um, I also want to have the option if I want to later to go back to work, if that's something I see in my future. So. Yeah, it's a bright future. It's very fluid and very open. Um, I was talking to Lisa about as I progress into this, I'll have to find something to supplement pay, like what's going to pay for this. So that's kind of the book that I got and things that I'm thinking about one, three, five years from now is what is this going to look like? And what can I do with it? But yeah, so exciting yeah. oh my gosh and there is like between the property like there's like the front half of the property and then there's kind of like what do you call it a, an easement or a, a creek it's that like runs um through, it's or? like old so this is old farmland like if i weren't here it would be corn like right across the street is all corn um oh, so corn. it was for irrigation so it's like a dip in it. So it's like there's a, a three front. foot dip. Yeah. So there's like the front half of the property and the back half of the property. And it's kind of like, okay. um, you know, they're starting to think livestock and stuff to, to keep the grass down in the, in the back. And, and that's a huge like chunk of land back there. Um, and oh, yeah. what they've put in the front part is not only like the house, but they, they have a huge front yard still too. Um, and then they have like a, a pool and then the garden, the chicken coop, a couple like shop buildings and they're mm-hmm. planning on expanding that as well. Um, so everything is, is like some, 
very roomy. There's like lots of space for everything and like still plenty right. of room to expand the garden. Like the garden is, is a big plot, but there's still a good mm-hmm. chunk that they could move into that is like not used right now. And I think as you start to bring in your own food, yeah, that is usually what sparks the bigger garden. So like when I started my garden, it was only like four beds. And then once I did, you know, a plot of corn and was able to harvest so much corn, yeah. it was like, oh, this was really cool. Well, now I need more beds. Yeah. And now I need more beds. It was like, <laughs> now I need more beds because I want to try to do this and I want to try and do this and I want to try and grow this and I want to make enough spaghetti sauce to get for the whole year. Mm-hmm. Like, and then that's how it ends up getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Oh, for it's sure. like, it, you do what you can handle the first, you know, while you have a million other projects going on. But yeah. the garden's definitely, I feel like, always something that gets expanded on once you start being like, oh, I want to grow this random purple bean for no reason other than it looks really pretty in the catalog. So I'm going to go ahead and buy it. <laughs> right. 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 No. I have a question. That's awesome. So what, um, do the kids look at the chickens as pets? No. Do they try to no. play with them or they're like, <laughs> oh, little chickens Paxton over there? is very much like my mom, like terrified of birds. So he won't even go in. Like it okay. is... <laughs> He's actually afraid of a lot of things. Um, my bees, my bugs. <laughs> um, so he's like, um, have you ever seen that movie, The Dinosaur, Arlo? Yeah. He's, he's, like, Arlo. he's, he's yeah, like Arlo. Like, like he's, he's trying his like brave moment, I feel like. Um, we have two bunnies and they are pets. So they'll go out there and like okay. pick them up and hold them and all that stuff. Um yeah, so they're they're more like the pets. They got sure. a sandbox today. Yeah, they got yeah. We gave them some sand, so they've been playing in that. Um, hmm. Yeah, and then the girls got. I went through the garden. We we went through the garden the other day and pulled a bunch of weeds. So we threw that in there, and then they like to pick through some of the grass, like the grass seeds. So they were they were doing all that, mm-hmm. and then one got pretty upset at yeah. Lisa. <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> one did not like me today being in the coop. I was helping hang up lights, and it decided that I was not allowed to be in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was being. T- oh my god, that's so <laughs> funny! They were like, "You're a stranger. Like, Get take out." Take my flip flop off and like you know, smack a chicken, but like it was getting to that point where I was going to be like, look, it, you're not pecking my leg. So I'm either going to hit you with my football <laughs> or you're going to find somewhere else to go. <laughs> All I could think is like a good old Jersey girl <laughs> smack uh, with the flip flop. <laughs> I was, I was really, yeah. Getting close to the <laughs> Well, oh my god, that's so funny! That portrait. So they established like a pecking order, like kind of early on. So oh. I believe so. I have four browns and then um, four Australian whites, and they're like Leghorn mixes. So they're big white birds and big brown birds. And one of the brown birds, she'll like go up and like drop kick. <laughs> she'll like like oh, they like drop kick different chickens um to kind of keep them in line so i feel like that was the one that didn't want her in the coop so 
Oh, she's the mama. She's like the she's the boss. And then she felt yeah, like alpha coming in. Uh-huh. That was, she was yeah. like, oh, no, uh, another alpha chicken here. She did say I needed to get some fancy chicken, so maybe she sensed that from her. Oh yeah, <laughs> told her she needed to get some. She was like, "Don't be bringing no fancy She's fancy like, chickens up in here." here. Uh uh-uh. uh. I'm like, you need to get weird chickens, the yeah. silkies and the ones with the like mohawks and stuff like that. But yeah, apparently she maybe she, she didn't heard like me. That. She didn't like that at all. I don't think. Mm-mm. Can I ask with the chickens, did you build the coop yourself? Did you use plans? Did you buy something from like tractor supply or? That was a pawpaw build all the way. So okay. um, we talked about the nice. size um, and mm-hmm. he actually wanted to go, he wanted to do like, it's an, he wanted to do eight by 10, but we did a six by eight, um, but it's nice. So okay. we have, he, he built it completely on his own. Um, and then I went through and I, I put up wallpaper and <laughs> painted it. Um, so they're fancy ladies. So they're pretty fancy ladies. And then we did an enclosure because we have hawks and turkey vultures. And it's basically all field here, yeah. which kind of stinks. It wasn't how I imagined I'd keep chickens, but they're comfortable for sure. Yeah, if, I think that's the same Well, we've talked about in the future possibly having chickens that's why i'm being extra nosy about it but we have a ton of hawks too and i think because of the township regulations they have to be kept um like in the enclosed space so my my chickens will will have to be as well but i'm gonna clip their wings and at least take them into the garden to get rid of the click beetles so that i have some chance of growing yes Crossed. Yeah. I remember you someone actually it's a well, I don't want to go ADHD, but have have you ever tried to do um ladybugs help with that? Not with click beetles, because they're actually worms that are in okay. the soil. Oh, okay. Wrap okay, it up okay. and dig in and eat it. Some lady in my gardening group on Facebook, the well, the South Jersey gardener group on Facebook that she got ladybugs and she said they were doing really good. They're anyway. great for eight. Um, yeah, I wish they would okay. do. I wish they would eat uh, spotted lanternflies because they are all over. I know, all over. I killed a bunch of them. All I killed a bunch of them in our garden the other day. We were out there, and they're horrible. How old are your kids? Um, five and three. Okay, you'll have the same. So, and they've been they've been coming out of the bedroom like we now we do this like. We go through the whole rigmarole of the whole bedtime routine for what? You're not going to bed. (laughs) And I'm like, this is some BS. Like, and then they shut the door and then they're like, okay, let's play. And I'm like, ugh. And then they come out and then that's when they have to poop. And I'm like, God damn it. Like, can you just poop before bed, please? No. It's just that and then oh my nose and and then Charlie came out and she was like oh my nose and I was like you're fine go go back like you didn't even try to act like sometimes they'll put on like a whole um Charlie came out with something and I was like okay yeah you can wear it to bed fine like dress up they're doing all their dress up stuff can I wear it to bed yeah well, what if I get hot? Then take it off. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, 
So, and then I was like, just go to bed, like go back. Like this is, you're supposed to be in your room right now. And then she was like, Ugh. so she walked back and I could hear her tell Johnny, like, Ugh. she, what she, she told me to come back. <laughs> she, we couldn't do it. And I was like, do what, what were you going to do? Up to something. Oh, they're always scheming. They have like these little plots between them. And I'm like, just, it's usually her making the silly little plan and then telling Johnny, like, go, go out and ask mommy, blah, 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 blah. But he probably was That's- sick of her bullshit and was like, you go do it. <laughs> <laughs> the mastermind. Probably. That's the way, that's having an older Usually, girl. usually she's the one behind the curtains. Like, Charlie's the younger one. Yes. And okay. she Girl, is, period. Yeah, yeah, she is. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's just her, it's just, yeah. She's going to like, and poor Johnny. Broadway, because she's going to have to boss her brother around, who will be on Broadway. Okay. Oh, yeah. And then Charlie's going to run all of Broadway. <laughs> I don't know. I think, listen, that would be a fantastic duo. <laughs> Well, she's taking over whatever world Johnny goes into, so. Oh, yeah. She's the boss. Mm -hmm. She is the boss. And Johnny is the entertainment. Maybe she'll be his agent. That would be, that would be Because she's not going to take any crap and she's not going to let anybody mess with her brother. No. No. And she's also, like, his biggest fan. So, like, he'll do something and she's like, good job. Good job. And I'm like, oh my god, you're so freaking cute. I mean, it's cute, but it's also just like, it's nonstop. Can be over the top. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of hand. A lot of very, like, flamboyant hands. <laughs> like, what are we doing? Okay, so back to the chicken talk. Mm-hmm. Now that we've been okay. by the kiddos. Um, yeah, what are you yes. feeding them? Um, so they obviously love corn. So fresh food wise, I give them like corn. I give them kind of random scraps that I like cook with. They love grapes and blueberries, not so much strawberries. Um, so I'll give them fresh food, like fresh, whatever every day. Um, but right now they have to get old enough to do scratch. So it's like different grains and cracked corn and you just like spray that everywhere and then they get to like kind of pick through that throughout the day. And they do like, you'll come back and it's like clear. Um, so it just keeps them kind wow. of interested throughout the day. So they're just not just sitting in a coop doing whatever, um, the right mealworm. So I'll, I'll sprinkle the mealworms around as well. Just dried ones. And then, um, they're 16 weeks. So you switch them to layer feed, which is high in calcium. So I mix the layer feed with some additional calcium because they are starting to form the eggs. And we found an egg with like yolk, but no shell kind of thing. So I know it was one of their first, maybe one of their first eggs or second egg for another one. Um, so I added oyster shell and then I put in old shell that I used from other eggs just so they have extra. Calcium. Yeah. Um, and then the oyster shells work as grit. So they essentially like keep kind of use it to grind up food, which is pretty crazy to think about oh. too. Yeah. So grit like helps them break up the scratch that you throw out. So I'm like a lifelong. That is kind of fascinating. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you. 
that I feel like you're so yeah. bold. Like I know you're not really far from where you're where you lived for a long time. Like you're not far from there, but to just like go there and try something new. You said you don't know much about it. Your husband's dad's kind of like the mentor going along with it, you know, setting everything up. I think that's so awesome and brave of you to do that because it's hard to move anytime, you know, especially with kids and all that and trying something new. And then what we talk a lot about on the podcast is like trying new things, like breaking generational patterns and like just doing things differently with our family and our kids. And you're doing something like completely different. Yeah. At least from what I know on our side, like Mm -hmm. we don't have that, you know, and by the way, the listeners, me and Nick, you're cousins. So (laughs) like, we don't have that on our side. That's awesome. You're starting something new and now your kids, even if Paxton does not care for the birds (laughs) or like any of it, I mean, he's still there for, for the enjoyment. (laughs) And he's you know, and seeing then her do it. it. He's seeing and his he's mom. Yeah. So cool. Well, thanks. Yeah. He's around it. He's exposed to it. I think like that for kids. Um, and as I love how Lisa puts good country living, like some, it's true. Like I, I feel like that's something that like, I do want my kids to grow up like digging in the dirt and in the garden and, you know, like doing stuff outside, like be a kid. And it's a great learning experience too. Yeah. You know, and you're learning as you go. So it's like you, the kids, all of you are kind of just figuring it out together. together. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, cool. I'd yeah. say thank you for the compliment. Um, you know, I've always had an interest in animals and, you know, I went to school for biology and I later became a science teacher. So like the organisms and the ecosystems, that's always been like, and, and you, you know, as you know, I'm also like a big nerd in general. Um, so I'm like totally interested in creating an, an ecosystem that works. So that's kind of my focus. And I want to build something that my kids and maybe even future generations enjoy. So it's kind of like what you said, breaking away from your generational, I guess, niche, if you will, to create something something completely new and different. Um, but I'll give a shout out to my husband and then to my father-in-law, like it's all their support. Like, it's like, what do you want done? Oh gosh. Do it. Like you got it. Um, what do you need? Let's do it. So it's, it's cool that Roger and I have similar interests and he's 70, he's 73. Like he doesn't need to be doing this, but he's doing it for our family. Um, (laughs) And he's a freaking yeah. rock star. I mean, you see him out there. He's sweating yeah. his ass off by the time we're like done with breakfast. So, um, oh my god! Yeah, so he's he's out there working, and he's he's helping helping me build this. And my my husband, he doesn't know how to really do any of this stuff. And while he's at work, he come he comes back, and he's like, "Well, what do you need me to do?" So, without oh, their support, that's awesome. Yeah, it, it would be very very tough tough to pull this off, but. Um, I'm definitely like a forever learner and animals and eco. This is like right up my alley, which I didn't know was my alley until I started to do it. So, and I think, but but it's so, I feel like it's so encouraging because like you're, we hear about people getting like 
I don't know, a bunch of land and doing this with it and doing that with it. And like, everybody wants to do these things and then you actually do it. And it's like, it is is. possible. And you know, it is hard work. Obviously I feel like, um, your father-in-law, it's probably super rewarding Mm -hmm. for him too, because he knows like that he's passing that down kind of with you guys, you know, like all that is from him too. It started with him. And didn't your dad come down and do he helped with the bees? So or he he so him and I have been doing yeah. the bees together. Um so I had recalled I got interested in bees um just as a hobby, but I was interested in um them fertilizing the orchard we have. Cause they're kinda hard to pollinate. So I was like, well let me let me just start reading about them and I found them crazy, crazy interesting. So I took, I joined a club, we took classes, so I, I pulled him in because I remember he had bought a kit a couple years back, but I don't remember if he, I didn't think he'd set it up yet. So he's like, yeah, well, I'm actually interested too. So we started taking the class together and then we built the boxes and we had a whole bunch of bonding through that. And it's kind of cool because we're at the same spot, but we kind of like mentor each other. So it's like, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And then we've made our own connections in that community too. But yeah, you're, I mean, you're pulling anyone that's interested into it. Uh, But I will say like some of my friends and other family members, while they're proud, they're like, why? (laughs) Like you could be doing, so you could be doing, you could still be teaching. You could, you know, but you're doing something yeah. for you. You will benefit. Like, okay, teaching is probably rewarding yeah. and there's great things with that. But what you're doing is also great. You're still teaching. You're still learning as it goes. And like, you're changing things for all of us because now look, Lisa's son is there hanging out and he oh. can see stuff and my kid's going to go there. It's like, it's really going to, it's, it's a domino effect. So, well, uh, well, thank job. Yeah. <laughs> I understand why you would do that. I think yeah. it's freaking awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. So if there's an apocalypse, like I'm, I'm going to head into Moya. Oh, my husband is like, yeah. he's yes, fallen into like the preparedness. Not that we have like an, an underground bunker or anything, but he follows a bunch of guys that talks about just being prepared. So he bought these, like it's right in there and he keeps messing up my like organization like boxes for the first aid kit. So he's like, I'm going to put bandages in one and medicine in another and this, that. And then he got like water storage bins. And I talked about canning. He's like, yes, (laughs) (laughs) this spiraling a little bit. So yeah, Yeah. come on down. (laughs) If there's an apocalypse, you might be ready. Yeah. If he gets a bunker, that's, that would no be sweet. Arm. I mean, there's I'm no not going to lie. That would be no pretty arm. cool just to even hang out in. <laughs> yeah, just to take selfies, like, chilling in the bunker yeah. today. Yeah, playing you know? cards down here. <laughs> in the bunker. <laughs> Hashtag apocalypse. No. You know? <laughs> no. I think my husband and I used to watch, like, apocalypse shows, like Preppers. What was it? Yes. Oh, yeah. Doomsday Preppers. And we used to watch it and I, we went bananas for a while and we still have our, we got bug out bags. Mm -hmm. Like we got our full bug out bags. We were just talking about that with my brother actually yesterday. It's funny that we got on that topic, but I think sometimes that goes hand in hand when you're, when you're growing your own food or you're canning or you're, you know, like there does come a certain advantage of like 
that you are already so many steps ahead in preparedness for emergencies. I mean, we all went through the scary, you know, COVID, um, you know, the lack, the food shortages and, and go into the supermarket and, you know, our, all of our food is, you know, on a production line. And if one thing goes wrong, it's just like throws the whole thing in a tailspin. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think it's crazy. I think it's smart. <laughs> I think it's really smart. And to be prepared for that kind of stuff. I mean, it's never, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. And I, the bees are so interesting. So are you, um, like collecting the honey? Are you, um, just doing it for the pollination? Like what kind of hot, like, do you have certain types of hives? Like, I don't really know anything other than I've been advertised from social media about that flow hive of like the key lock thing that it's supposed to be like crazy easy, but I'm like, it's not that easy. Like there's gotta be more to it than that. Um, I don't know. I don't have much experience at the flow hive. I do think you can get honey easily. Um, but bees are pretty easy to get into. They're just terrifying. (laughs) Um, I love it. They're super interesting. Like I literally got stung in the garden yesterday. You did Monday. And it's like, and it's like this big on my calf. And I've been stung before and it's oh nothing. Gosh. Like I got stung. It's just, I ended up like, it landed on my leg. I ended up like bending down and grabbing something. I squished it. So it grabbed me. Um, but I've been stung. I've been stung not even really handling the bees itself, just being dumb around them, honestly. Just being outside. Yeah. Like yeah. I'll go up and I'll try to like change their, their um, sugar water or whatever. You have to do the first year. And I'll get like stung because it got stuck in my hair, just like freak accidents. Because I'm, I'm feel like I'm kind of unlucky. <laughs> but um, I have like two. I have two hives, so two two colonies, two queens. Um, I went and I picked up. They're called nukes. So it is a queen with like five like frames, and the frames have like larva or and honey. So you want to yeah. have a good mixture. Yeah. And from there, as long as like conditions are right and you give them, it's like a sugar water mixture, the queen should lay thousands of eggs a day. So your hive grows and grows and grows. Um, So that happened to one of them. She was two years old. So she had survived a winter. Um, But my one-year-old queen did not survive. So usually they'll make their own. So it's like kind of a waiting game. So you have to go in there and continuously check. So the queen died. They didn't make their own. So then I had to replace her. So it takes about like three weeks for a hive to kind of rebuild and you can start to see some progress. So I'm seeing progress now. So I'll probably have to go in. I keep pushing off because it's so hot. But I got to go in and probably add another frame. But I'm not going to take from take any honey from them through the winter, and I'll probably use some of the honey from healthy hive right. to feed the other hive. But next year, I'm not going to. I don't think I'm going to sell okay. it. Sell it. I think I'll give it to like friends and family, and my brother-in-law wants to make mead um, with it. So again, that's a hobby. I'll see what happens. Oh, that's yeah. fun. And she's ha- also like 
surrounded by farmers markets, so it's yeah, like there's it's no going to be hard for like right. sell. Oh yeah, I mean there's a I mean oh even I was going to say even here in like suburbia, I feel like you go to a farmers market and there's like three at least three like honey yeah. vendors. So money. it's crazy. Honey, honey won't make me money. Um, but I mean, this bee business might. I mean, five queens and a yeah. bee down here was two fifty. So I mean, there there's a guy with the, wow. bee, the bee guy. I mean, he's like he's like I started off with two, and then I went to eight, then I went to thirty two, and then so he just splits them. So when he takes the queen from an existing colony, they build another one usually, and then he just has her make her own five. A new and then one. take the queen, and then like there's a process where they have like queen cells. Um, it's yeah, it gets crazy. So I bet that guy. That's amazing. I bet that guy's probably making decent money, but I don't see myself doing that. <laughs> I mean, you have I'm to get real comfortable with bees. <laughs> yeah, and that guy is. I mean, yeah, he just like I went over to pick up the the queen bee replacement. And he's like out of his front pocket. He's like, here she is. And it's like a little clip. And I was like, okay, like, what do I do with this? And I'm like so gentle putting it like in like the cup holder of my car while I drove her home. And I'm like, oh my God. He was just pulling it out of his pocket. He's like, oh yeah, here and here she is. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, she was just chilling like in his pocket with like, well, it was a plastic container. So it's a plastic container. Oh, okay, okay. He puts like I was like he puts like two uh, worker bees with her, um, and then there's okay. a sugar plug. So if they accept her, they will eat the sugar and let her out. And if they don't accept her, they will try to sting her through the plastic. So it's all pheromones. Holy like crap. it's it's like the good vibes. Like she's got to have a good vibe for them to want to keep her um you know this is like novice talk too there's like everything i've mentioned there's probably you know five deeper layers um yeah kind of, oh i'm sure kind of the, i'm kind sure. of the gist there on the now i'm i'm wondering okay so i have zero experience in anything that you've <laughs> talked about today okay but i am i have thriving house plants oh, all right mean. and i feel like just getting, um, just getting houseplants, like I've learned, um, kind of like patience, like you don't have to overwater them, kind of take your time, kind of be more observant with things, not just with plants, just in, like a lot of the stuff I learned with plants, I could really apply mm -hmm. to like life. Yeah. So do you have anything that you've learned during this that could, can you drop some wisdom on us? Like what, what have you learned about life? Well, I mean, I like the patience talk. Um, I was very like, we got to get the, we got to get this going and this going and this going, or we're not going to like, you know, meet what, meet the expectations that I thought we were going to be at, which now we have. It was just things didn't move at the pace that I thought it was going to um, in the way that I thought it was going to, but it, it works out. Um, don't try to learn everything all at once. Um, I don't know. Kind of go with the flow. Like what, what feels right, what feels good and just 
take it from there. You know, I could try to map out the next right. 10 years of what this place would be and it's not going to be the same. And you don't want to overdo it because you don't want to make it work. You know, I don't want to force anything yeah. right. into something that is not going to feel right or I end up hating it. So I don't know what wisdom I would necessarily say, but just be easy on yourself. You know, forgive right. yourself. Or, yeah, that be easy sense. on yourself. Forgive yourself if you don't exceed or reach your expectations, but you're probably changing those expectations as you go anyways. And I think, you know, right. I was like witness to that because when we came down at Easter time, it was just, there was just so many things of like, oh, you know, we want to do this. We want to do this. Well, you could do this. You could do that. You know, the list goes on and on with, especially with this amount of land, cows, pigs, goats. And it's like, if you take your time and then you're going to learn more and the more you learn, the more comfortable you get with what you, what the next plan is, the more you learn about the land, the more you learn about the, the area, um, you know, they've got a lot of work to do with the soil around yeah. here. It's, it's tough. It's definitely, you can tell like it was farmland and then it was built on and they were just pulling dirt from anywhere and it's dirt. It's not soil. Um, so she's, she's got a lot of work to, to rebuild yeah. that, you know, it's like even hard to grow grass in some areas, mm-hmm. like just regular grass. Um, so the project, the projects are a continuous thing too. So even like the backyard project that should have been done at new year's, but things happen. And (laughs) I mean, they're just now finishing it up. So, um, it's amazing, but we weren't in a huge rush as long as we can get the pool in by summer. That was just pretty much what we told the guy, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's going to change. So I think, I do think goats will be next for me. And then I want to try. I think cool. once you get the livestock out there and they're pooping yeah. all over, you're going to have a big, in like a big change in your soil. I mean, like that in and of itself is going to make such a huge difference. And it's funny because you were talking about your eco, you know, the ecosystems and like the biomes and all that. And I know you just watched Kiss the Ground, so I'm sure that's probably still on your like. Mm-hmm. That's just a little bubble of it, but, um, and it's reminding me of, I watched and I mentioned it on the podcast several episodes ago, the biggest little farm on Disney plus. Have you seen it? It's cute. Cause the kids can watch it. I watched it with my kids. Um, and it's about this tiny little farm that they kind of did what you're doing, which was like, they just kind of started slow and added and, and learned so much about the land and the ecosystem. And, you know, for a while they were just having like these serious problems. And then, you know, once they got dogs to chase off, you know, the coyotes that were getting the chickens or, you know, then, you know, birds were coming back and taking care of like the, the mice Mm -hmm. and the rabbit issue and this, and it's just like this, balance of like the growing in the garden the bees the soil the animals everything like everything down to you know the freaking moths and butterflies like it was just like everything played its role and it's like as you're talking I'm just like it really is like it is just about like 
finding your balance and it's like finding your balance as you're progressing. Mm -hmm. So like, you're just going to have natural ebbs and flows of figuring out like, okay, you're going to try something and then, um, you know, then you're going to have another problem, but then you're going to fix that problem. And then you're going to go to the next project and it's just like so on and so forth. But I do it. I think Val hit it right on the head with like, you're, you, I'm, I think you should be really proud of yourself and like everything that you're doing. It's not like, I don't, it's not like to be taken lightly. I think it's amazing. I think it's awesome. Well, thank you guys very much. It's super supportive. (laughs) I'm super psyched for you. I'm so jealous and I need to see all the pictures. I told Lisa, I was like, take all the pictures and all the videos. Uh, I'll tell you why I haven't been taking many pictures or videos. I did not wear the proper footwear for oh, yeah. North Carolina. <laughs> um, so they have things like fire ants and I came down Oh yeah. I was gonna ask I came oh, down yeah. here with flip flops like under my balls. pumpkins. Yeah. That's why I ha- my backyard was sand mm-hmm. when I lived in North Carolina and the ants, like we treated the yard, it did not matter and I'm allergic to them. So like I would yeah. they were just oh they were terrible. Yes. So I we had some in Georgia too. They that. were horrible. I helped the first like the first full day I was here. I went out and I was helping weed, and I was like, "Oh, I should probably be more careful about where I'm like sticking my hand into the ground." And stuff. Oh God! Because yeah. I didn't bring or where you're stepping, right? And I didn't bring like even my garden shoes for up in New Jersey. They're like Crocs, basically. So like I don't have right proper footwear for <laughs> this homestead. Um, so I haven't, I got, I stepped, I, I'm like, I'm dying. Cause like, please don't hurt yourself. Don't hurt yourself taking pictures or videos <laughs> because I remember like, I do the same thing. Lise, like now I just have these like crappy kicks that I can like mow the grass and do the garden stuff. And in Georgia, I knew nothing. I stepped on a huge red ant hill and I got bit to shit all over up my ankle my foot and I was miserable yeah. for weeks yeah. they lasted and I was like these mother like I couldn't you it was horrible so here's me in shorts and a tank top and galoshes up to my knees and I'm like yep. spraying the yard and I'm like hey I was like war it is war now like Ugh. And especially with the kids out in the yard, like I was an, I was a mess. I was like, now we can't play in the yard. Like now we're stuck on the porch. Mm-hmm. Like I was pissed. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, um, I did ride the four wheeler over there today so that I could look at the corn. Um, but yeah, after my first day in there, yeah. um, I realized I am not prepared for down South um, farming. Oh, I brought my garden oh. state uh, mindset with me and it was not proper. So I will still try to get some pictures and some videos while we're out. But we do want to thank Nikki for coming on and uh, sharing her homestead with us. And and we can't wait. We can't wait to keep coming down here and checking it out <laughs> and, and uh, seeing all the progress. I'm so excited. Thanks for thank coming on. Thank you guys on. for your yeah, good thank questions you, Nikki. and conversation and welcome anytime. And we will catch you on the next one. Bye. Bye.